It's Rob and Sandra from My Wife the Dietitian, and this is Nutrition Nuggets. Hey, Rob. Oh, hey, Sandra. Well, you know, we're going to cover the age-old question, butter versus margarine. Oh, that one. Which there's, is there's healthier. A, there's a few age-old questions. Right. That's true. That's a slippery one. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I know. Or what I think, okay. and, and I bet it represents what a lot of people think. Butter is bad, but it's so delicious, and I feel guilty every time I eat it. So therefore, I think that I should get margarine, but then I've also heard bad things about margarine, so I, I don't really know what to eat. Does that kind of sum it up? Yeah, I think that's what I hear from clients and the public. Yeah, so basically, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of dry toast out there. <laughs> people don't know what to do. I don't know. I guess I'll just put jam on it, but then that's bad too. I don't know. I just stop eating. <laughs> well, you're right, actually. it's. Uh... Maybe that's where avocado toast came in, probably, because people didn't know what to put on their toast, and then avocados came along, and that's a healthy fat. So, you know, the millennials solved the, the age-old question. Right. Yes. Well, that's part of the takeaway message at the end of this. I just did the whole episode, didn't I? <laughs> you sure I did. I ruined it for you. <laughs> you know, I'm just joking. We've done two sides of the sandwich and let's talk about the meat of the sandwich now. All right. Bring it on. Butter it up, baby. Butter up. All right. First, we're going to cover the controversy and the history of butter versus margarine debate. And then we'll talk about the comparisons of butter versus margarine, like their nutritional comparisons, fat content, consistency, taste, cooking properties, all that. All right. And then five takeaway messages. Perfect. Butter versus margarine has been the controversy for years. Like since the 50s or before that? Yeah, for a long time. I think it's a marketing battle between dairy boards and the oil processors. Yeah. You said it's, uh, there's advantages to both of them, right? Yeah. It's keeping it, you know, hot topic and people love a good controversy. So it's been used as advertising for both sides. That's kind of ironic. Yeah. They're both benefiting from all the negative press. Yeah. And I think margarine has a lasting impact of our diet culture's fear of saturated fats. Okay. It does stem from a time when we were taught to fear saturated fats. Aren't we still taught to fear saturated fats? Mm, not so much because there is, there's not the causation link that we're finding in the evidence that saturated fat causes heart disease. Ah, I see. So that's when margarine gained popularity is the fear of saturated fats. Yeah, I remember that. I was a kid. It was like in the 80s and margarine was like, oh, you have to have margarine because butter's horrible and it's going to kill you and all that stuff. Yeah, and now butter has been rebranded as a healthy fat, and it's got a health halo, uh, especially for people on certain diets that are high-fat diets, so like keto and paleo, maybe a low-carb diet. So to say, is it healthy, it's, it's not in a vacuum. So you have to look at other factors, like how much are you eating in the day? What are you not eating? Because you might be having lots of butter. So it's... You know, those are all things to consider. Right. It could be part of a healthy diet, in other words, depending on how you use it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So what is butter made out of? Um, isn't it like whipped cream or like whipped? Yeah. Churned yeah. cream or milk. Right. Yeah. And 
Uh, margarine is made from vegetable oils or seed oils. It's plant-based, but it is uh, man-made. It's been processed. It might not have health in mind when it's processed and more it's a cost. It's a low cost alternative to butter. Gotcha. It, it used to be called a poor man's butter. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a, that's a nice, uh, a nice term. Yeah. Dressed up as a heart healthy because it had more polyunsaturated fats. So the message in the media was we, you know, we demonize saturated fats, but we wanted more polyunsaturated fats, you know? And so I can't believe it's not butter was one of the terms, remember? Oh, I totally remember that commercial as a kid. It's funny, the, the margarine containers are all full of marketing and butter is just like a plain wrapper. <laughs> it's kind of funny. That's so true. I just realized that. Like there's no marketing with butter on the packaging. It's like it's in gold foil or some to make it look fancy, but there's no marketing or branding or anything. It's just there's butter on it. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of speaks for itself. It's just good, tasty. Yeah, I'm just butter. Take it or leave it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Isn't there, there is marketing though, everything tastes better with butter? I think there's commercials, but on the actual product itself, I don't remember seeing a lot of, like on the margarine, there's like little pictures of hearts and people running and being healthy and having fun and, you know, life is better with margarine. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, margarine is softer and spreadable. It's a milder taste, like a butter-like flavor. Right. If it's a stick margarine, like the hard margarine, it's uh, it's hydrogenated. I mean, they're all hydrogenated. Margarine, that's how they make margarine, is a hydrogenation process. So it breaks the bonds to make the liquid plant fat, solid fat at room temperature. So the more solid the fat, so if it's a hard stick margarine, that has more hydrogenation and more trans fats, which are not good. Okay, that's good to know. And butter is naturally solid at room temperature because it's got the saturated fats. It's actually three quarters saturated fats and one quarter monounsaturated fat. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think people think it's all saturated fat, but it's actually got a little bit of those heart healthy monounsaturated fats. Hmm. And there's three types, there's three subgroups of saturated fats. There's, and remember in episode 23, fats, grease, and oil, we talked all about this. We talked about, you know, lubricate your skin from within and quality over quantity. And with the fats, it's all about the chemical structure. So with saturated fats, there's short chain, medium chain, and long chain fatty acids. Okay. And the butter is a short chain fatty acid. So it actually is good because it's easier to digest and a good source of fuel for energy. This is sounding like a, uh, a science, uh, science class. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, compared to the long chain fatty acids, which you find in beef and pork and also restaurant foods, fried foods, junk foods, packaged and baked goods, and processed foods. So those are harder to digest, and they are not as efficient to burn for fuel. But butter is. Oh, interesting. So butter is a short-chain fatty acid. And butter has some nutrition, actually. It has some nutrients. It's a good source of vitamin A, which is 40% uh, of North Americans don't get enough vitamin A. The Canadian vitamin? A, right. A. 
Right. E-H. You're yeah. so funny. Um, vitamin D. Vitamin D. Sunshine little, vitamin. has a little bit of vitamin D, the butter. It has vitamin E. And it has this, uh, the short chain fatty acid is butyrate, which is actually shown to help the gut biome. So it's got those beneficial bacteria. And this will help with inflammation and it can help with weight control and also uh, anti-cancer. Hmm. So that's a beneficial part of the short chain fatty acid of butter. There you go. It also has a little bit of that MCT. So the medium triglyceride, it has a CLA, which is a conjugated linoleic acid, which is showing to be helpful for reducing inflammation also. Okay. And it has, uh, it's a good source of vitamin K2, which is good for bone health. There's other foods in our food supply to get vitamin K2. K, like vitamin K2 or vitamin K as well? <laughs> vitamin K2. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if that was a thing. <laughs> right. Or if you were saying... Sounds like a hike or like a, you know, well, yeah, Everest. Like, there's a mountain or K2. Or, yeah, that's yeah, right. I think yeah. so. And the last one is choline. It's, it's, I think it's a bit more than a hike. <laughs> I think. I think. Unless you're, you're right. really good, I guess, then it's just like an afternoon stroll, but... <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. It's okay. Um, choline is the other nutrient. That, in butter. In butter. Yeah. Okay. It's in butter. Yeah. And that's one that most people are not getting enough of and you can get it in eggs and there's other sources like beef, but butter does have some choline. Yeah. That's, I, tr- I try to keep an eye on my choline intake. So <laughs> you're so important, important thing to, to be aware of. <laughs> As we mentioned, I think in episode 23, for storage, so fat shouldn't be stored in plastic. Remember we talked about, you know, oils that you want to buy, like olive oil, for instance, in glass containers and hopefully dark, you know, cool storage location. Right. Well, and you think of most margins are in... A a white plastic tub. Plastic, yeah. Mm. So that's a little cause for concern, I think, because the combination of fat and plastic is not a good idea. It breaks down and gets into the the fat. And then that's where we store it in our body. Our fat is where a lot of the contamination of our food supply is, is it gets concentrated in our fat. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't realize that about the plastic, I mean. Mm. And then, um, so the taste, I mean, butter versus margarine. I mean, there's people that are, you know, definitely... Well, even the margarine people are saying it tastes like butter. Like that's, they know that butter tastes better. Right. And their their ad is like, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> so true. clearly butter tastes delicious. Everybody knows that. And I don't think there's anybody out there that goes, oh yeah, I really love the taste of margarine. Right. I, only if it tastes like butter, then they like it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So mar- margarine's okay, but I mean, it's okay because it's creamy, not, you know. Yeah, it's easier. Like, it's convenient. And remember, we talked about how convenience isn't always good. Exactly. Convenience kills. Well, because it's for them, for the food processors to make a shelf-stable fat, such as margarine, it has to be made. So it's refined. RBD, remember? Refined, bleached, deodorized. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I like the oils. Yeah, exactly. So if that's happening... It's not made with health in mind as much as profits and lower cost of 
producing. Right. So that it can fit in a lot of different products. And it is, it is like shortening and margarine is in a lot of baked goods and processed foods, shelf stable foods Mm -hmm. that are in the package. So it's not great for our health. I think I mentioned a minute ago about the amount of uh, altered fats that humans eat every year. Altered fats. Can you define that? Well, it's fats that have been altered with by human processing. So what's an example? So it's the opposite of an avocado. Like margarine, or, salad dressing, mayonnaise, those things are that contain fat yes. that have been, like they're a processed product. A processed product that contains fat. So there's a ton in our, you know, any any food that's a packaged food. Any bakery items. Right, for sure. Okay. They have, so there's a lot of altered fats. And when people eat those, it slowly is harmful to the body in different ways. So margarine has a little bit of vitamin D that's usually added to it. I was going to say it's been fortified, right? Yeah. I think you said something about, or maybe it wasn't on air, but about organic butter. And it is better to get grass-fed butter or grass-fed cows that... Cows that are grass-fed, who, yeah. who make the milk that the butter comes from. Exactly. Right. Because then you're reducing that um, chance of pesticides and antibiotics and anything else that is happening for the cow. And if it's an organic, then it's likely... And if it's grass-fed, you're getting a better quality butter. But it's going to get a, a higher price tag, though, too. Yeah, Exactly. So it really depends on how much you're eating and how much you rely on the butter. And we'll talk about the take-home message in a minute about that. With the cooking properties, butter in baking, it gives a flavor and richness to recipes. It sure does, yep. Yeah, and it's smooth and creamy and has a good texture for baked products. But it also definitely varies on the brand and if they have salt or no added salt butter. Right, yeah, for sure. And then with vit- or with the margarine, don't recommend to cook with it. Because? It's a polyunsaturated fat and it breaks down with heat. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. We were talking a lot about that in the fats, grease, and oil episode. Yeah. It's a really good one to refer back to. Definitely. Especially if you're thinking of cooking with fat. Um, I think the take-home message with that one was use more baking, boiling, or poaching and avoid heating with oil and avoid frying and charbroiling. And does that go for butter as well? Or butter can be heated? Well, it's... To a point, it, it can be heated. Yeah, like low heat. Yeah. Okay. You don't want a high heat butter. You don't want to burn it. Right. Um, so added fats are better added to foods after they're prepared. Remember we talked about that? Yeah, yeah Adding for the sure. olive oil after or putting it putting like flax oil on your salads or olive oil on your bread or your toast. And actually that's part of the take-home message. Like some alternatives to butter maybe. That's right. Yeah. Butter and margarine, I mean. Yeah. If you're going to eat butter, I would say a limit to a tablespoon a day. So about three teaspoons. And I think in a previous episode, we talked about watching your added fat intake to about six teaspoons over the day. So that's like two teaspoons per meal. Right. And so butter can be half of that. The number one take-home message is limit your added fat. So the gravies, the sauces, the mayo uh, to six teaspoons a day. And 
if butter is part of that, number two takeaway message is one tablespoon a day of the butter or three teaspoons. Right. And rely on the whole foods for your fats versus adding a ton of extra added fats. So rely on whole foods, like which ones? We talked about this in our last episode, Seven Keys to Unlock Healthy Eating. It was number five, the healthy fats and oils. Oh, like you want to use avocados and and what else would be? What do you put in your cereal? Well, yeah, I'm just thinking of spreading. Like you're thinking nuts and seeds, but I'm just thinking of what I can spread on my toast, which, well, I guess peanut butter, I suppose, would be. Exactly. That's is actually that, the takeaway message five. Is, is that where you're going with that? Yeah, add okay. peanut butter or seed butters as a spread. So you're getting your protein and fat. Number four, take-home message, we're totally going backwards. <laughs> Use avocado, so like avocado toast, as you mentioned. And yeah, I think we've covered them all. Perfect. <laughs> so let's go, let's... Um, let's start from the beginning again. <laughs> I think we've just made it really confusing <laughs> for people. So what's the bottom line? <laughs> let's just, that's what people want to know. Is butter bad for you? No. Butter substitutes have marketed well, and it stems from a time when we were taught to fear saturated fats. Margarine gained popularity, and the messaging that saturated fats was bad for health, and this shows that margarine has a lasting impact of diet culture's fear of fats. So what would you recommend? Would, would you recommend that people buy butter versus margarine? Or either is okay, as long as you're not using a lot of it? If you really like butter, margarine, I would definitely get the soft tub non-hydrogenated that have plant sterile because that is going to be a better type of fat for your cardiovascular health. It's better, in my opinion, to dip your bread in the olive oil like the Italians and use three teaspoons or a tablespoon a day of butter. And we have both, just in case people are curious, like what do we buy? We have both and we use them for different things. And uh, yeah. I think... Margarine is definitely spreadable and convenient, whereas the butter we use in cooking and baking and different uses that way. But limiting the added fats, number one, limiting added fats like the gravies, the sauces, the mayo, all those kind of processed fats to six teaspoons a day. And with that, the butter can be a tablespoon a day or three teaspoons. Number three, rely on whole foods for your fats instead of adding a ton of extra fats. So try to get more nuts, seeds, flax, ground flax, fish, avocado. And it's more about the dietary pattern than one particular food. Yeah, that makes sense. Number four, use avocado for like avocado toast, for instance, or on sandwiches or on toast or bread. And number five is use peanut butter or seed butters like... uh, Sesame or sunflower seed butter, or tahini, sesame seed butter. There's different nut butters like cashew butter, almond butter, peanut butter as a spread. And then you're getting a little bit of protein in addition to the fat. Yep. Good advice. On your whole grain toast. On your whole grain toast with your spinach salad. <laughs> right. So yeah, just if, if you do use butter, just don't go hog wild and have a hay day with it. Yeah, that gets slippery. But the grass-fed and the hay-fed is always good, too. <laughs> it's clear as mud. <laughs> so goofy. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for that uh, little tidbit. Hopefully that's helpful for people, and hopefully we didn't confuse you more. 
Don't forget to check out our social media pages. We are on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll be adding new things there all the time. You can email us your questions, comments uh, at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website as well. We have a blog on there with lots of new and exciting things all the time. That is mywifethedietitian.com. And stick around for next week. We will be, well, don't like stay waiting until next week. Just come back next week on Monday. We will have a new full episode up then. And uh, in the meantime, have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.